Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ramble. Put me in the chokey. Welcome yeah. to Guilty <laughs> Pleasure. <laughs> yes. That was funny. Hey, thanks. You Today did we're talking about Netflix's Matilda, Woo! the musical, the adaptation of the Broadway musical. And to join us for just a quick little bit, we've got the one and only Keith Douglas Haversberger. That's right. I am quick here because I'm a huge fan of Tim Minchin, who did the music and lyrics for Matilda on Broadway. Uh, he also did Groundhog's Day, which obviously, uh, I think it was like something that started right before the pandemic, so it just had no Didn't opportunity. Do, yeah. um, but I love him. He was someone I discovered in college. Oh, we're diving right in. Let's go for <laughs> it. <laughs> no, no go for it. I him. felt like I was listening Please. to a podcast. Go I'll yeah. talk about him because he's super great. Uh, I found him in college on YouTube. I was just like watching videos from his specials. He's from Australia. And I was like, wow, this guy musically is so smart and talented and yeah. lyrically is so clever and funny and he does so much rhyming that is like a different style of rhyming. Yeah. Like he does rhymes are clever. Internal yeah. rhymes. He does like double entendre rhymes where it's not a sex joke, but this rhyme has like six meanings. And it's like, man, that's, that's, that's smart. smart. I smart mean, writer. just like the most notable song, we are revolting children living in revolting times. We sing yeah. result, <laughs> revolting uh, songs using revolting rhymes. So that using, like he puts internal rhymes in the middle of lyrics. But already right there, you got revolting with two totally different uh-huh. meanings constantly yeah. Wait, and, and it works both like, ways each time revolting, revolting as in we're terrible oh. and then we're also revolting yeah. and uh, Did we all speak at the same time and the audience couldn't hear anything yeah i don't we think said? they could try one more time revolting as in uh disgusting yep. and we are revolting as in power we're rising, to the rising up against yeah mm. uh yeah it's Bucking very dope. smart and i've just always been a huge fan of him i yeah. think he's genius i think you should just go and YouTube Tim Minchin and watch a handful of different things. He's very politically uh, smart and like he has a lot of satire and actually addressing important issues. He has a whole song about canvas bags. <laughs> Hilarious. But it's very, it's kind of being so like self-aware of like we should be using canvas bags instead of plastic bags, but and but also is saying we, we should do that. Uh, but it gets to be very goofy and he puts a fan on stage with his hair's blowing in the wind as he's talking about how great he is for using a canvas bag. It's fucking brilliant. How old is this kid? Is not young. Older he's probably 42, 40. Oh, okay. So we're in the mid 40s. The closer I get okay. to 40, the more young 40 seems. <laughs> yeah, this, I, I yeah, agree. Um, he has, uh, he's in some like actual serious scripted TV in Australia too. Like I'm he sure. has a show he's on as well. So he's just like very cool artist. He's like um, um, Flight of the Concords uh, as an Australian. I yeah. Know. They're New Zealand. They're Kiwi, yeah, I believe. I um, yeah. yeah they, like, How dare they're you. They're just very different. Oh, I also watched a ton of Flight of the Concords. Yeah. Another huge inspiration. Um, but I think that Tim Minchin is like the best. So uh, Matilda the Musical. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a Clap tremendous film. Clap it the fuck up. I, oh, we're clapping for Keith. Yeah. Nah, okay. No, and and the film. Yeah. And the film. And the film. Hey. <laughs> I was clapping for the film. Oh, I was clapping for you. Thank you. I had not seen the musical. Wasn't really on my radar until afterwards when you made me realize it was Tim Minchin, but probably wasn't something I was ever going to see. You did see the musical? Mm-hmm. Did you? No, Kelsey? I thought this was based on the original film. It is. So it's based on the original film, the Roald Dahl book. I guess it's based on the Roald Dahl book. They made a musical that was on Broadway, did quite well, and now this is the film adaptation. I did mm-hmm. not know that. Now you know my superstar show. And it's really fun to see as a show because it's what you, you don't have a lot of musicals with talented children as the main cast, other than like Annie. Those kids crazy. are fucking <laughs> talented. They're fucking yeah. talented. <laughs> and uh, I will say the only critique <gasps> I have of it at all wow. is just that the lyrics are so fast and yeah. specific uh, and hard to say and little British children we aren't used to hearing their no. voices no they're not it's a little bit hard sometimes it to make it fancy. I also always thank god for I subtitles Netflix has terrible sound mixing yes, across they do. the board mm-hmm. um, on almost we all we are British children 
children and we're singing British songs. Yeah, I just wish I could see it in a theater because I'm sure a real sound system would have handled whatever mix better than even a decent at home. No, wait, but you did see this on Broadway. And it suffered the same issue of like children singing fast words in a British dialect and it's very complicated lyrics. It's going to be muddy sometimes. But it was still like so impressive and the musicality of it is so impressive. And even like that the ending song where it's so fantastic and we're like, wow, that musical number is fantastic. I felt that way when I watched it on stage too. I felt like they crushed it. The kid stands up when he does the, whoa, yeah. he does it on stage <laughs> and everyone fucking exploded in the theater. It's so good. It's all children in the Broadway musical. All, all the students are kids. What? Kind I think of they have a couple, they, they have a couple company members who are like small, shows small adults, you that know, is. who are dancers. Yeah. But yeah, it's kids. And like all the lead kids are kids, and it was like that was like School of Rock. It's all I didn't kids. know there yeah. were that is many that kids the, in New York um, City. Is Matilda the same actress that is in this movie? Uh, no, it, it was years ago. She'd be yeah. too old now. Oh, I didn't know. I thought that no, Mat- they cast this Matilda this one was new because no. I saw the TikTok of her receiving yeah. the news it's that so she cute. was the new Matilda. Oh, that's beautiful. So cute. Yeah, no, the show is six years old. Oh, okay, at, at least. So um, we'll we'll keep you here as long as we can. Uh, I'm gonna hit us with a quick synopsis if you have oh, not quick seen. Quick synopsis. Synopsis. <laughs> it. Garrett just woke What's up. What's the story? Was he yeah, just realized like he it. was here in this room. <laughs> What's the story? Yeah. Based on the Roald Dahl children's classic, Matilda stars a child named Matilda who has telekinetic powers that she's coming into, but she's the daughter of. Parents that are oh so mean. She goes to a school that's oh so mean. You got the mean old Miss Trunchbull who wants to crush children for the maggots they are and treat them. It, she runs the school like the prison. But then there's the sweet Miss Honey who sees the potential in Matilda. And in this one, you've got some added storylines. You've got Matilda hanging out with her library best friend and telling this story of these amazing acrobats. Perhaps that's... Oh, and an escapologist. Oh, yeah. What the <laughs> fuck is that? And uh, this what is... But also now it's a musical. This is motherfucking Matilda. And you forgot to say she's a genius. She's a genius. Thank you. She's a genius whose parents don't see the value of education at all. This Uh is a horrific story when you really (laughs) think about it. I mean, I was terrified of this, not this movie, the original movie. Oh, yeah. As a kid. Mm Mm-hmm. Terrified. It was like a horror film to me. Parents that didn't want you. Danny DeVito yeah. yelling at you. The penguin That's screaming the, at you. The choky. Like this movie terrified yeah. me as a kid. And so I was actually kind of nervous to rewatch it. So oh, I, I, yeah. I like was terrified that a like childhood trauma was going to be resurfaced. I, but this I, was quite a joy. I do think that in in the original, that's like the one of the first times I noticed how color and coloring Ugh. can affect you as a person. As soon as uh, Mrs. Honey is around. You're like, oh, this is so bright and sunny. Oh, my God, everything is I all peachy good. clean and all that stuff. You feel great. And then when Mrs. Trunchbull comes around, grays, mm-hmm. immediate grays. And, like, I feel like they up the ante in this one right. where it, it just starts off literally in the bright bleached. yellow <laughs> in bright yellow yeah. room well, and the delivery room and all this stuff and, and also like, like the parents they use the color of the parents to be like kind of upsetting colors yeah. they're like two they're ugly it, yellows and ugly greens it's neons and yeah. that, they did that in the other movie as well yeah, like this very gaudy color scheme for them yeah. this very optimistic color scheme with miss honey and matilda's sort of imagination and this incredibly grayscale sad yeah. oh my <laughs> like, god World Gale. War II vibe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you're Full World War II. Yeah, what year was this supposed to be no taking idea. place? I mean, they had cars and whatnot. It kind of felt like, um, yeah, it had an antiquated feel in a way that was very delightful. It definitely felt like homages to Pink Floyd's The Wall with the chorus of children and the the fascist type school environment. Yeah. From the opening of this film, I literally shout because I had heard people talking about it. Becky, your wife, texted me, told me it was great. I had another friend telling me it's like ah, I wasn't so into it. So I was like push and pull, but I saw people on Twitter of dash and praise yeah. effusive. And I was like, what am I gonna think? First number starts, and I yeah. literally shouted out. This is awesome. This yeah, is great. It's fucking great. I love this. We I knew. Like, 
We knew as, yeah, Garrick was going to like that's, this. That's Garrick hates every musical notable ever done. musical hater I, Garrick Bernard. I am so sorry, film. Keith. I, I feel like I am the, the anti-Keith in this <laughs> situation. <laughs> I don't Keith. like all musicals. Okay, I mean, that's... But this one's really fucking good. Yeah. It's, I'd it, be upset if you didn't like this. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think that this is objectively a good movie. <laughs> it's yeah. a horror yeah. musical. Like, it's all this a good story. Yeah. It's, a good, it's a really good it's story. It's a terrible story. It's so sad. Uh, but We're it's sad. over but it's the a, fact that this is the most fucked up. This girl is a genius. Yeah. A literal genius. She was never allowed to go to school. Yeah, she was home. It's Harry Potter. It's Harry Potter. It's Harry Potter. Potter. <laughs> it's, Harry Potter. Potter. it's Harry Potter. It's Harry Potter. She lives in a fucking attic. She has no friends. She's dying to get out of her house. Yeah. children in Matilda Europe. is literally the girl who lived. That's <laughs> all. Yeah. It's the same. It's yeah. so sad. And they, they, it is literally children's revolting against their abusive headmaster. Uh-huh. It is a little bit Harry Potter in that way too. The number five book and six. Um, but it is a good story in that you, you have no clue what's coming next. You don't see yeah. y- you, you are taken by surprise every twist and turn of the way. And that the story subplot, the subplot. Was I was gonna wild. get into that. There were the, she's she's telling a story the whole time about uh, the acrobat and the, the escapologist. Escapologist. What is, it? what is that? It's an escape artist. Oh, an escape artist. But they're calling it an goof- escapologist. Uh, she's got a goofy British accent. Yeah. And maybe that's a word in maybe Australia. <laughs> maybe it is. You know, maybe this is Australian. Well, Tim yeah. Minchin is. I'm yeah. wondering if, like, oh, you know, yeah. I I didn't forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm wondering if he. That's a, a phrase that. God, exists I, God somewhere. I hope they don't use it. <laughs> but the, the the whole subplot of that, um, and then her like realizing that she's also kind of psychic. I feel like, or like can can read people's uh-huh. minds. Um, and really then smart, really, and she's really smart. Oh no, I meant really smart writing. Oh yeah, really yeah. smart, really, really, really smart writing. And and when it came to a head at the end, where she's. Like, oh, my God, this is a story about you. You're the people from my story and blah, blah, blah. I think we should be connected or whatever. Um, and you you get a lot of heart-wrenchingness from Miss Honey in that exact exact moment. Mm-hmm. And you, feel like, immediately feel for her. You're like, oh, f- oh, fuck. Oh, no, all of this terrible shit happened to you. And, and I didn't know that this kind of happened to you. Yeah. I just kind of loved you f- because of the original movie. And you remember, right. like, I remember all of that from the original movie, and I still felt way sadder. Uh, way this sadder. One. This one the, was... the fucking, the song. Uh, the, um, uh, this this House is Enough song. Uh, was oh, that not, it's are you enough sure that for wasn't me? That'll Be Enough from Hamilton? Because that sounded so similar, and I was Jesus. like, Jesus. You know what's that interesting song. that we're talking about here, too? is the giant cloud that is over this movie, which is your expectations from the original. Yeah. Because you've got the original film, which we all love, right? You've got the original Matilda, Mara Wilson, one of the great... We're friends on Twitter! Quintessential... Wow, fucking flex and a half. Once I was behind her (laughs) buying my groceries. Wow. I should have told her, come on and do this. Damn. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's one of the great child (laughs) star performances of all time. Absolutely. Yeah, it was really incredible. The original Miss Trunchbull, one of the iconic uh, movie villains. You've got Miss Honey. Ugh. Sunshine started a fire in me. <laughs> uh, you a got Danny door. DeVito and Rhea Perlman as just the most awful parents that ever Terrifying. were. Yeah. These are you've got the chocolate cakes. You've got I mean just iconic, the pigtails. iconic, chocolate iconic. Cakes. The, no, the pigtails. Oh my gosh, the pigtails. Oh my god, the little oh doll they, coming out of the house. So, so all of these, yeah. and you go, how can this movie yeah. live up to them? Yeah, and it fucking. Blows it up. And that is the power of musicals. And we're going to have to break down each one. I think that because it is so different from the original, I I wouldn't compare them. I think that they are... Um, similar in story and name alone. It's and a, then everything else is just so separate. And very and smart could, that he did that. It's it really allowed smart. it to stand on its own. Stand yeah. on its own. Because it's just like, oh, did you watch Matilda the movie or Matilda the musical? And right. that 
feels good mm -hmm. to me. But it still had enough where when I saw the girl with the pigtails, I went, oh, uh, yeah, that here scene's going to happen. Yeah. Or like when you yeah. see the chocolate cake and yeah. you're like, oh, right. I hope this thing happens. Like, he was the one that was a singer, right? That was a beautiful singer. Oh, oh he was great. Yeah. Oh, he was and then he's so teensy. Yeah. yeah he's so At the end when you finally see a wide uh, shot of him, like, oh, oh he's, so he's, he's so tiny. I want to these kids were unbelievable. Yeah, the pigtail scene was hilarious. The pigtail, pigtail. I just gotta say because the first one in the movie, the non-musical movie, you know, she's thrown, but then she glides through the thing and she catches Feel the flowers flower. and she lands beautifully soft, and it's like, yeah. oh ah. no, big deal. That's what she fucking <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I exploded when she just hits the ground like a cannonball. <laughs> Fly out of the bush. And so then I'm like, I'm good. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Make sure that child is alive. Yeah. <laughs> She's alive. It's so funny to watch Mrs. <laughs> Trunchbull kind of like be like, yeah, I still got it. Yeah. <laughs> was like, we oh, got to talk about the characters, right? Oh, my God. Okay. I mean, who do you want to start, start with? I, I don't know. Like we always skip over the main character, so we should go to Matilda. Wait, wait. Okay. Before Keith leaves, we need. I I do feel like we need to talk about the songs. Okay, this. great. Okay, okay. Let's start just start. Let's start. Let's just so that we can. You get a fucking cookie. Musical. Hell yeah. Where's my Hell cookie? Yeah. Where's my cookie? Here's I, an almond. I have never. No, I don't want the almond. Get it away <laughs> from me. I'll take it. Um, I have I have never. I don't. I'm not the the, the type. And this might be my adversity to um, uh, musicals in general. I've never been the type to just sit through an album and be like, I like this album. I like this album. So I go and I pick through my songs and I'm like, all right. He's I like a this thinker. Song. I like this song. I like this song. Um, because like the things that don't hit me musically, I just get annoyed by, and I'm just like, skip it. I hate this. Um, I if this was an album, I would listen to it all the way through. You wow. Is Matilda a no skip album? It's a no what? skip album. It's wow. a no fucking. I will listen to that soundtrack. I'll listen Look to this it. soundtrack Look and the. Uh, I agree. So this soundtrack and the uh, Prince of Egypt soundtrack. <laughs> and I, I know that's a weird <laughs> thing to like compare it to, but I feel. <sighs> The, the triumphantness mm. of it and Moses' story is pretty similar because he's trying to get these people, um, trying to get them to revolt, essentially. And it's the same, I quote unquote the same story. But I do love every fucking song on this uh in this movie we can quit now um, that was we, the whole point of this podcast it, yeah was to get you to like a musical now that you've admitted it, it. come yeah, out guys i i mean <laughs> come out i like i like one <laughs> but i from like you were saying zach from the first song the singing babies the singing babies, singing babies uh, as yeah. soon as Miracle. as soon as the doctor pirouettes through the door ah. i was like oh i'm fucking in he's cool then, as shit and then um, the one that sealed it was the um, A B C D E F G song. No, that was the trouble, the that trouble was song. What's trouble? Um, oh, a little the, bit a, of trouble. A little bit of trouble. Oh, yeah, a little bit to, naughty. Naughty. A little bit naughty. Go. I was like, little there's like, there's naughty. a run in there, like uh, like a descending um, type of note run that I just fucking love. Is that when she's on the roof doing a handstand, singing to a bird? It's like, hey, what's up? I'm a bird. It's, this I one just was more like, fantastic. If your parents are dicks to you, guess what? Pull pranks on them. Pull pranks yeah. on them. And it's like, actually not a bad yeah. moral. Sometimes you have to get <laughs> a little bit naughty. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I the A through Z song. Mm, it's fucked so up. It is such clever wordplay where they're singing about the alphabet, and as they're going down, they will sing a consonant or they'll just emphasize the like the dog. You know, like they'll yeah. just Here's the thing, hit a though. hard D and they'll go A B C D. They in that song they sing through the A through Z before they start doing the tear around the school and showing the letters. That's how smart this song was. Is you don't even catch it the first time. Oh, wow, time. I didn't know. They re-sing it. It's, yeah. it's the second time that you're going, <gasps> uh -huh. A, oh and, my God, they then, already did that song and I didn't even realize it. The one that yeah. got me the most is what they end on 
which is they talk about phys ed. Phys ed. Phys zed. Because Z in goofy British slang right. is called zed. Oh, you oh clever God. motherfucker. Yeah, and they, they set up phys ed at the beginning, and L. then you, you're like, oh, shit, man. Oh, fuck. It was there the whole time. Yeah. They, were, they literally, this entire scene was to get to this phys pun. Because yeah. <laughs> we're all sitting there. I'm thinking, how the fuck are they going to do Z? Yeah. Or they Q. They did Q flawlessly. Yeah, it's yeah. really satisfying. And as they're going down, they show you the letters so it stamps in your mind yeah. as they're like, you know, for S. And you're like, ah, shit, this is cool. That was, that was breathtaking. <laughs> that, 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 it's like, as I, as I sit here and I think about it, I'm just like, fuck, man. The writing. That, it's just, it's so, like... Ups- it is upsetting. The writing of it is upsetting. Where you're just like, I'll never be that in smart. my fucking life be that smart. Then Manuel that Miranda. <laughs> well, I've been the so- <laughs> game. and I've been I've known Miranda. this about like Tim Minchin for so long that this is he's better what than he Lin- Manuel Miranda. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, Ooh. I like his writing style mm-hmm. more. Yeah, but because he does things like that, where there are so many layers of cleverness, yeah. but also the musicality of the song. Is really good. Like it's yeah. musically beautiful. Bangers. And then there's Bangers. like three layers of joke happening all the time. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. honestly like really well written <laughs> rap lyrics sometimes. So they're really dense rhy- rhythmically. Like, and it's like you don't get this kind of density in comedy music writing yeah. often, often at all. Yeah. And all of Tim Minchin's music has that density, and this musical, every like Revolting Children, be a little bit naughty, like the ABC song. Like all of these songs have such a great hook to them, like you remember them, and then they also make you go, "Wow!" They don't make you just I learned go, something. Oh, this is good. You're like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Oh, it was shit. so smart. It's yeah. one of those musicals. The reason why Garrick doesn't like musicals, as he said many times before, is because the songs have no point. Yes. He's like, they bust out of nowhere. They don't move yeah. the plot along. Or if they do, they're just kind of rehashing shit you already yep. knew uh-huh. was coming. This felt like a it's, game. It, it's fully mo- It's a game. Wait. It's a game, and you're trying to see how this pushes the, the movie forward. Like watching a football every- game. And then also, there's <laughs> a fucking, like, there's a whole song where it's two people having a conversation in song. And you're like, yo, where, wh- how Garrett, the fuck did we get here? You're going to love musicals. The good ones are good. No, the, the good, good ones, ones are good. good. That was, that was actually really fantastic. And that's fantastic. what musicals are supposed to do. Like yeah. in an action movie, emotion yeah. gets to a fever pitch where you can't, words don't suffice anymore. Yeah. And we have to break out in a song and it should get you from point A to point B. So thinking about the naughty song. That's like, it is advancing the plot. She's like, well, I got to do something about this. And through the song, she comes to a revelation, brings us to the next plot point. Yeah. We're moving on. Just yeah. like Dear Evan also, Even just the little <laughs> the little things, the pranks she's pulling become runner jokes for the yeah. rest of the movie. Like the yeah. hat bit. It's just hat, a runner. Yeah. It's just yeah. a runner for the rest of the movie. It's this movie <laughs> was so magical and the music was so magical and the like style that it was shot in was so magical that the things that were magical about the story felt like the least important the part. Least, <laughs> like the, the least important I the, forgot she yeah. was going to be telekinetic. Well, I was I, like, who fucking cares? Let's relax. I paused it and I said, what minute is this at? It's an hour for her to become well, telekinetic. I mean, she, she, in, in, the mo- in the original movie, she does get her powers late. No. Like, yeah, it's she pretty. She starts making breakfast and shit. She's no, pointing no. at it. Wee, 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 wee. <laughs> it's pretty late because, like, it's when she after she meets mm. Mrs. Honey or Miss Honey, and um, <laughs> right. she uh, tries to move the glass, and then it's after the newt scene oh. where she puts the newt in Miss Trunchbull's mouth. Well, I'm gonna tell Maybe you what I also say, Miss Kelsey. I was like. Oh yeah, she's, she's like telekinetic. Okay. I definitely right. was waiting for. I was Let's, like, maybe she's not gonna. Yeah, <laughs> I, do I, it. I saw I'm a musical. With, she does. I'm with <laughs> Keith. If anything is supposed to be super powered, and you do a reboot, and they're not super powered, I'm fighting you. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was I, the whole time. I was like, oh, it, but if it she's, felt the least important out of all it, of the things happening. It was as long as she was, and yeah. I like I got to see that she got to move things. I was like, oh, I actually didn't need. Which this. I guess, in some ways, is good that it was less important because her. Ability to win didn't come from her powers. No. It came from just her being heart. a fucking which was yeah. crazy <laughs> testament, which is what I would put um how I would put this movie over 
the original because literally her powers was the thing that made her in the last yes I, and, and it's such this, a testament to the story yeah. i was fully in yeah. i didn't need the didn't telekinetic need and yeah. then that was just icing yeah. and i was like oh right that's yeah. in this movie i was like too. what is this serving us just right. the chalk scene at the end right oh, yeah. but that was but then the chalk scene the chalk i mean usually <laughs> I'm sorry, in the original like it's just like oh the, the, she did the chalk scene and then she made like the lights flutter yeah. and that was enough to freak out miss trunchbull uh -huh. and in this one she fully made a ghost out of chains. Yes. And, and like, it was and sick as It was yeah. fucking amazing. And that, then, was like, for, that was for that was the reason. I, I enjoyed I don't remember if there's multiple I don't think there's multiple chokies in the original, but like the no. the, no, the good the person being like, I have this. And the bad person being like, oh yeah, well I have this. And the good person's like, well I have this. And the bad person's like, well I have this. Like yeah. Uh, yeah. you got like a bunch of like reveals right at the end that really kept raising the stakes when you thought you've already had there were plenty of stakes raised at this yeah. point. But no, right. there's Enough chokies for every kid. It's like, oh yeah, well I'll make a ghost out of chains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll wreck them. Yeah. So you, I'm gonna scar you for life, Kelsey. You mentioned this just briefly a couple minutes back, but you said the style of this movie, and I was fucking, I was astounded yeah. by the direction in this film. Oh yeah. I like full slack jaw. Yeah. I need you audience to hear me. I think that this is fucking exquisite. And I looked it up because I, I wrote in my notes, like, the director, the set designer, they're fucking special. I don't know who did this, but this is something, like, this should be a star-making moment. And I looked it up. It's Matthew, I don't know how to pronounce it, Warchus or Warkus. <laughs> what? McConaughey. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is the director of the musical on Broadway. Uh, okay. Who is a super prolific uh, uh, theater, theater, theater director. director. He's done a ton. I will put some respect on his name at the end. But... Like, wow, for you to come in, and this is your first big movie, he's made another film before, I could not believe the style, the shapes, the choreography, Which, the staging, you, even just the attic. Sorry, Carrick. No, no, no. Uh, um, even just the attic. This is that how Matilda, much he loves it. He's trying ah, to jump in every minute. I want to say nice things about yeah. it. No, but I, I was just, I, I, I'm sorry to cut you off. Please continue after I'm done. But I feel like because you love Spielberg so much, this felt like this felt like a Spielberg movie. Wow, that's that's high praise. I, I know, I know, but the, Spielberg like, dipped in candy because it was so yeah, colorful. It was so colorful. But the, when we were talking about Hook earlier, <gasps> the reason why we liked yes. Hook so much is because it felt like a stage play. Yes, film, fantastic, mm -hmm. and too. that and the, it captured that same essence. It's a child's the, imagination. Yeah, well, and I, it's rolled doll. What I want you, to, if you haven't watched it yet, or if you're gonna watch it again, I want you to pay attention to the shapes in the frame. Even her attic has all of this, like it has this this wall in the foreground and then this like, not even triangle, it's like hexagonal yeah. uh, arching Cramped. around with all these hard shapes. You have, I mean, the, the color design of just the, the first open hospital scene, which is so campy and yellow and pinks and big colors. And then it becomes this Busby Berkeley number where you're just now in a sea of yellow with overhead. The shapes that he is creating the entire film, like, so you know fucking where breathtaking musicals. Exactly. Yeah. And I was gonna say this is from old musicals. Comes, yeah. Like the, the and things is, you loved about the the hospital scene with the babies being pushed yeah. around and like the the tables they, and the cafeteria, all yeah. of that comes from yeah, really good staging. staging. And this is the joy of letting a musical director do his fucking thing and letting a musical feel like a musical. Yeah, it felt like I was I was it, finishing this, I was like I might want to go to Broadway to watch this what? musical. Let's go to New York City and yeah, I, I think that I it I was jealous of people who saw it as, not, as a musical first. It might be touring. Out. I don't know if it's even yeah, up it's anywhere right now. It might it probably will get a revival because of this film. And I really wish I could see this in a theater and have the energy of an audience watching it because I think it would really be fun. I think when you guys talk about like the style being so great, I think so often Movies try to capture this magic for like kids' books and like Roald Dahl books, like even the you know the crazy Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That's the more recent one, which is so loud with color. The Burton but, one, but makes yeah. you feel upset. <laughs> Whereas this one is so loud with color and makes you feel happy, happy and joyous and like a child, and you're like giddy at moments. Yeah. With, what was with the, the deal characters. with the Wonka bar in the beginning? That's his uh, production company logo. Who's Roald Dahl? Why? Uh, really really in the chocolate because he's written a lot wrote of fucking it? Roald Dahl. Wait, do you not know who Roald Dahl is? No. Oh, he's a children's prolific children's author who wrote, wrote like the BFG, James Matilda, and the Giant Peach, Matilda. Are you are you kidding me? Wow. You didn't read any Roald Dahls, kid? I don't know. Wow. This is crazy, Rainy. Did you? You might have yeah. to see how For it's spelled. Yeah. 
R it's R O A L D. Yeah. You didn't read James and the Giant Peach. No, that movie scared me. We've been over this. But it is really good though. It is scary though, I agree. Uh, Witches, he wrote. Also terrified the fuck out of me. He wrote a lot of creepy shit. This man is fucked up. Yeah, Yeah, but he wrote dope shit. Yeah, and a lot of his stories have you should a read child them. going into a crazy scenario where some sort of evil dictator is Ooh. in charge. Yeah, he likes to <laughs> torture children. And He's a scary way. British man, but I think he captures that children. That's how children sometimes see they scary feel. authority figures, yeah. and they make them even more scary than they are. And also, authority figures teach children like idiots, and they aren't idiots. And like it, so it's what a really good. What does the good BFG stand for? The big, big fucking giant. giant. <laughs> is that actually friendly? Big friendly giant. Oh. Um, it, I was gonna say big fucking gun, but it, that's a, a doom joke. Who cares? Uh, yeah, um, I I, <laughs> I um, forgot what I was gonna say. You were talking about I was talking about directing. I just like to close the. Lo- we'll talk more about directing, I'm sure. But so many musicals, I feel like try and ground us in reality. I don't want to be in reality. Mm. It yeah. felt like like not since Chicago. That's a best picture winner. I want to put it fucking up there. Yeah. Have I seen a musical? Capture the way musicals make you feel. Yeah. Spielberg did it with West Side Story, but that's obviously a more classic story that's meant to be in the real world. This wasn't afraid to to go for more of an emotional reality, and I. I hope he gets. I hope he gets nominated for it. It will because it's I'm, its own I'm, musical comedy category. That's no? true. That's it, yeah, I hope it does. I'm going to take off. I want to leave you all with something to look up specifically from Tim okay. Minchin, and it's just the song "Rock and Roll Nerd." And I think he's performing it on a, a British or Australian late night show, but it is so good because it cha- it feels like it changes genres like six times and it's incredibly clever and it's like, it's funny, but it's more like at the end, you're like, wow, that was really good. That's impressive. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We'll give it a watch. Yeah. Give it a watch. Bye. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Keith. Bye. Thanks, Keith. Bye. Yeah. Tim Minchin sounds like a donut place. Yum. I don't know why. Tim Hortons. Munchins. Tim Munchins. I came in, frankly, honestly going to admit this, wanting to hate Matilda. Ah. Subconsciously, because Mara that's Wilson. not my Matilda. Nope. Mara not Wilson's Matilda. iconic. Yep. Who is this little goofy British child? What the <laughs> fuck? She is exquisite. Fantastic. Uh, her name is Alicia Weir, and that is one of the best out-of-the-gate performances I've seen in a long time. What emotional. She does, emotional. She's lovable. She's funny. She can sing. She can dance. What can't that kid do? Honestly, yeah. for, it makes you be like, you know, some children do belong in the business. <laughs> you know, yeah. like some children should work. Like I think about all the children that must have been in the musical in New York City. Like how many of them wanted to be there? How many were the best of the best? How many had stage moms? But like this girl should be a star. Yeah, absolutely. Starting now. And then you talk about wanting, you know, having preconceived notions. Miss Honey. Ooh. Oh, I mean, that is a performance. A- well, I'm sorry, I'm talking about the original. Oh, oh, uh, Miss oh. Honey, like that yeah. is one a somewhat of a sexual awakening, mm-hmm. a comforting creature in my mind. She's a mega babe. Yeah, no, she's like a mother. Yeah, it makes sense. Checks out. Okay, she's a mother. You yeah, say? like she's a mothering t- school figure teacher. Ooh, bad as hell. She's bad. That both of she's you bad. would be sexually attracted. I mean, to her. well, she's bad. Sure. I think that's what. Yeah. What's she up to these you're, days? You're you're trying to Oedipus Rex this whole yes. thing, and, and she's just, she just bad. Okay. Uh, so I come into this film and I go, "That ain't my Miss Honey." And then Lashana Lynch gets on the screen, She's and like, you go, "No, you know is, what? That is my that, that is my fucking Missani. <laughs> she is so fucking good. She's so fantastic. Did she did she sing? Is this in the fun facts? Did all the cast sing? Because if know. that's her actual voice, I am truly jealous. I think no, that had to have been her voice. It was beautiful. She is such a star in the making, and I don't yeah. even want to say in the making because I think that she's made. Kelsey, do you realize that she's from The Woman King, the movie that you adored? I was going to say her face looks so familiar. Yeah. I would have thought she was in Hamilton because that song, I swear to God, it sounds like it's quiet uptown, and I really would have thought that was her. The range that this woman has, she's she's in 007. She, I mean, she just is about to explode, and we are lucky to be living in the time. For her to have that... I mean, she anchors the movie with this um, just empathy and, and sweetness. Yeah. I don't know. She's just lovely. Yeah, it's um, she cares about kids. It's 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 almost a because also when she's in um, she's in 007 yeah. and um, I haven't seen Woman King, but I've heard that she's very intense. Yeah, in those mm-hmm. in those in both of those. I mean, she's a in, badass. Yeah. yeah. 
And she's so to soft. see her be so soft in this, it's just like, oh, that's full range. And timid. That's full, yeah. And like, like kind of bullied yeah. around and still stands up for the children. It's really sweet. Because yeah. who would? Honestly, when I saw her as Miss Honey, I was like, I don't know if you, she could. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then she fucking proved she so really wrong. proved a lot of she stepped into some big ass shoes and fucking knocked that shit out of the park. It's That's insane. Miss Honey now. Bad. Yeah, Bad. she looks great. Fantastic. She's Hell South yeah. African. Hell yeah. Uh, Sick. Speaking of big shoes, Miss Emma Thompson. Oh my god. Oh, as Miss Trunchbull. Oh my god. I didn't let's even, talk about it. I didn't even know that was Emma Thompson. You didn't? No, I couldn't tell. This I is saw the, same the PR as, photos, oh, so this, I it was spoiled. But. It's the same thing as uh my guy in a, as the penguin in the Batman. Gallon Fair. I still can't see it. No. No matter how hard I look. The makeup in the as Miss oh Trunchbull, it was so real down to the literal hairs on her chinny chin chin. That were flapping in the wind that you could see at any angle. That was the most realistic, like practical makeup effect I had seen on someone that really like it transformed they had her into broken shape. capillaries in her skin. Yes. Like she was gross. But and you just don't get that. And she's such a good campy villain. I feel like Emma Thompson has been on a on a campaign to just play awful women. She mm. had Cruella mm-hmm. and she's like, I'm going to be Ew. an iconic, just terrible woman. <laughs> just yeah. be little weirdo. I'm just going to yeah. be a little weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. She must be bored of playing like the, yeah. the you know, the, the mom, posh the, woman. Yes. Yeah. The pot. She's like, give me some hair, chin hair. Yeah. Um, maybe we should do Emma Thompson month. We got this. In we love should. Actually. We fucking should. We because should. I love me some Emma Thompson. We already Thompson did love actually. <laughs> All right, we'll think about it. Okay. We'll just keep going. We'll Still campaigning for this year is going to be the year we get merch, you guys. And we'll think this about This year it. will be Guilty yeah. Horridge. Uh, my favorite details of Mitch Trunchbull in this movie, because there were a lot of them. I mean, her as a hammer thrower, which I know, I think that's canon the first, but like, it just was fun the way they did it. But such a good staging moment. Maybe it came from the, from the original. She's in the lunchroom, and she wants to go talk to a kid. And she, instead of walking around... She walks in a straight line, and the kids all move, move the tables out. Of the out of, they don't just move the kids out of the way. They the pull table. full tables yeah. out of her way. Yeah. And that is such a good character moment mm-hmm. that shows you the power and intimidation that she has. Yeah. And her costume, this has to win for costuming because her costume as Miss Trunchbull was unbelievable. Yeah. Her, like, steel-toed shoes. It was, also, it was kind of Platformed. Sick. Her the back of her shirt had like a corset moment. Yeah. Like I it was I was, was its into, own character. I was into that look fully. I would wear that. Oh. <laughs> is what I say. Like the whole look, um, I mean the 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 casual Militant. down, like yeah. um like a tall boot with like a crew neck and the uh and the weight belt, like all mm-hmm. that I whole would look. Love I love to see you in that character. I'm into and like that a shit, t- man. Ooh, that's a good video. You should get Eugene to do this, like fashion from Matilda. We got Miss Trunchbull makeover. But it's, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would. I want to see you in a tall. Make boot. it twenty twenty three. I would run that shit. Oh, man. I want to see you in platform shoes. I want to see you in a tall ass boot. Can you wear a tall boot? Can to you wear a wedding? tall platform <laughs> boot? No. Okay. Okay, uh, my other favorite Miss Trunchbull moment is the chocolate cake scene, right? Like, oh. how can you top the original? And so they her do. cake is missing, and this kid burps. Yes. Yeah. And there is a full gaseous cloud. Mm, purple, sparkly. Kind of looks like, um, uh, like when you blow a big bubble. Yeah. Floating through the air. It pops, and immediately <laughs> Emma Thompson sticks out her tongue and goes... And eats it. <laughs> and Tastes goes, it. Chocolate cake. Yes. Chocolate cake. And you know what's funny? It's so funny. Zach, in my mind when I was watching this, I go, Zach is going to talk about this moment yeah. in detail because I it was so good. Howled yeah. with yeah. laughter. Yeah. It's just good details and good comedy. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. It's, funny. Really, it's really silly. It honestly does feel very Australian. Oh. The humor of it does feel in, in, a, in a really weird way i i mean i don't want to say australian because it's more of like new zealander comedy that i've seen um that is this level of slapsticky mm. um but have, did you guys watch wilfred at all oh yeah yeah, yeah that's an australian show. one but that that it feels like that type of comedy right. mm. that vibe of like just a grown man in a fucking dog suit and it's just like what are you gonna do with are you gonna act like a dog it's like no i'm just gonna be high this whole time <laughs> 
And this um, show, this movie's not afraid to be silly, right? No. I, I really, and I wrote this in my notes. I'm ready to fight for this film. Yeah. I'm ready to fight for Matilda. I am so mad that this is just a Netflix release and is going to mm. come and go and we're all going to forget about it because I genuinely believe with all of my heart that if Sony had released Matilda in theaters around Thanksgiving, I oh, think that yeah. this would have been one, Huge. a runaway smash hit. Yes. I think that it would have been lasted in theaters. I think it would have grown a cult following. Yes, I think that this has the makings of a generational hit. Mm. Something that kids look back to and go like, oh, fuck, like, this was one of the movies that I grew up yeah. on and I watched it a million times. I think that this is potentially star-making for the director, for the, the the cast in it. I mean, Emma Thompson already is a star, but L- like Lashana Lynch should be yeah. a household name yeah. because of this. And people be like, oh, shit, that's Miss Honey. I love her. And yeah. now I fear that this is not going to get its time in the sun. Why yeah. didn't because it get the Netflix. theatrical? It's the Netflix effect. Netflix buys up movies that aren't going to be able to get distribution elsewhere and they want you to watch it at home that's what they do but why wouldn't have this been picked up for theatrical it's not like them saying no to it it's just that netflix outbids a bunch i of think things. sony had it because I, I was just looking up fun facts i think sony had it and then it was in 2020 right. like and so oh. they were like we don't know like there's just too much uncertainty uh, about theaters so they just said it's better yeah. safe than okay. sorry and like not right. getting to make it at all well yeah, and that's and that, look, I mean, I'm glad that this got made. Yeah. It just is such a travesty. And you look at something like Glass Onion. People have asked us to do that film. I don't think we're going to, but it was a delight. Uh, I just have no jokes to talk say about it. But yeah, like, it's just, it's, uh, they, just they a good ass well. movie. They well. <laughs> Watched it twice. Uh, but it's like, that's a crowd pleaser. And Netflix only let it be in theaters for five days and yeah. then said goodbye. Yeah. And then AMC was like, hey, we would love to like keep showing that movie. And they're like, fuck, fuck you. you. Really? Yeah. yeah. Because it's because they want people to they want people to keep those subscriptions. That's wild. I did see that's it. That's wild. That's really weird. They're bullying them. They're bullying us. I I want to watch things in theaters. I, I want to love going to the theater. movie. I and I think it's better for the movies and then yeah. for Netflix, right? Yeah. Like yeah. When, if you put something in theaters, it now becomes a has the chance to become a cultural moment. Yeah. Why can't they do like is, at least two to three weeks in theaters? Create buzz for AMC and then for Netflix. That's what they usually what, do. What five fucking days? They do it for yeah yeah. Yeah, like because um, th- that makes sense to me. It's like, oh, go- everyone go see it in this time period. It makes a lot of money for the box office, but then you get still the people that couldn't go in that. Well, because time at least period. for now, their model is dependent on subscribers, yeah. and so you need to have something that is exclusive mm. and gated, right? Yeah. That's, but that's who is they're subscribed be a, to Netflix? Name I mean, one person. They're losing. They're losing. They're, I mean, and they're about to lose a shit ton once Why? they um, do the password sharing. I've like, been talking about that. Yeah. So they're going to, I believe, limit the amount of screens on each account uh-huh. and the amount of people that can be on at the same. Is time. Is it just because every single person in America has a subscription? <laughs> yeah. They've run out of there's ideas. No, there's no more growth. Mm, yeah, unquote. they're like we peaked. Yeah. Well, and this is just like every company needs to grow or else they're failing, which is so fucking stupid. And it's broken. really weird. How do we they stop that? Just, Sure. Overthrow capitalism. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, look, I have but, a love hate because I'm grateful that Netflix is bankrolling so many great pieces of art. Like we're yeah. gonna talk about Pinocchio next week. They gave Guillermo del Toro reign to do whatever he fucking wanted. You have Alfonso Cuarón making Roma, which is a movie that no one else was going to make, right? Like, so that's really cool. But I also like I want to see this thing yeah. on a big fucking screen. <clears throat> this is so I I think that this. Because this was already a theatrical thing, and Netflix is like, I'm just gonna, we're just gonna buy it. This is. Really, I think what they always aim to find, if that makes sense. Where it's just like this, this feels kind of like while also slightly missing the mark of uh, Do Revenge and how Do Revenge was kind of like this and kind of like this vibe and and feel and tone where it's just like, oh, we actually captured a generation Mm -hmm. of people well. And a generation of people that feel heard and we can like aim and look at this movie to say, oh, this is what my childhood was like, quote unquote, if it was a musical, if we were singing and all that stuff. Um, I was. And <laughs> I feel Kelsey's like the, the kind only- of person that puts subtitles on and tries to sing along <laughs> yes. with the movie, even though Correct. she's watching it for the first time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just I I always feel every time I watch like a Netflix thing in the same way that I feel about Canadian shows, I watch it and I'm just like, this is almost what I want it to be. This uh. is so close to what I need it to be, but it's just not. It's oh, it's slightly missing the mark. And then 
Um, they buy Matilda, they buy Roma, they buy, they buy Glass Onion, they buy all of these movies that have already been made, and they're just like, this is what we kind of want to make on our own, and then they make it on their own, and then it doesn't work as well. Am I wrong to say that the marketing on this was not it? Like, I did not see a single... Th I didn't know this was on Netflix. I had people tell me. I Okay, there's only one piece of marketing that I saw, and it was the single most effective piece of marketing I've ever seen for anything. Uh... But to your point, yes, I needed more marketing because I think, again, as I'm saying, this I'm ready fantastic. to fight for this film. It's yeah. a fucking fantastic But the movie. one thing that I saw is a TikTok that went viral of the kids rehearsing the final number. Ah. And let me tell you, audience, thank God I was warned that that is not the entire film because I would have been sitting there waiting because these uh -huh. kids dance harder than any child has danced before. They are stomping down yeah. that hallway yeah. and it got my blood fucking pumping yeah. it got me TikTok, feeling baby. lit it's where yeah. it's at I, it, but like it does there was no promotion for it i haven't it. seen billboards i haven't seen i haven't commercials. seen a trailer no, i certainly I haven't didn't seen, see trailers like, buzz about it on twitter before it came out like there was nothing that made me realize that this was a on netflix and b going to be this fucking good yeah it, it totally took me by surprise and when people started telling me it was good i'm like what who said it was bad one friend. I'm not gonna Ooh. name. I'm not naming Out names. Of. I'm not naming names. Ooh, I've only heard good things. That's weird. This is an objectively good uh, yeah. piece of art. It doesn't that have friend. that good of ratings on IMDb. <gasps> it has like 7.3, which is fine. That's. I mean, that's pretty high on. IMDb. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Never mind. IMDb anything above like a like a five is. Oh, high. it's they, full they, scale. Only Chris oh, okay. Nolan films get above nine on IMDb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, they really okay, okay. do it's like rigged. shit on things. Which is, I, I think, helpful. Okay, that is good to know. I was like, Probably wow. a more genuine score yeah. as opposed to everything's 100. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, fucking, it's so good. This yeah. movie fucking rips, dog. Yeah. There's like, there's no other way to put this is, it. This is the best it's, day of my life. It is, it is, it is truly phenomenal. It, it, there's, there, there isn't a single thing that I can say. There's not a single note I could give. It, it just every fucking scene and 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 image. And uh, frame, honestly, just works. Hardest it, I laughed. The hardest you laughed? Yes. Like, like in a movie? No, no, no. I'm going to tell you. Oh, 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 please. I was starting to transition and then I realized you weren't done, so I stopped. <laughs> oh, no, 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 please. Hardest I laughed is there's this scene with the adorable little Asian boy riding his bike. You know the one I'm talking about? And then in like three quick shots, it cuts to his hand on a bike like on bike handle, cuts to his other hand on a bike handle, but now it's a motorcycle, and now he's wearing gloves, cuts back, and this little boy is ripping a motorcycle it down really a highway. A boy. And it is such a funny visual yeah. to have, like, you know, they put like a motorcycle on a dolly behind a car or whatever, and they're like, this little boy is ripping a motorcycle while singing he so does a joyously. Yeah. And it was him. Oh, it's, it's so great. funny. I was watching to see if they switched out for like a little stunt performer, it but him? it was really him. No, they that's absolutely crazy. switched out for a stunt performer. No, what are you I, talking about? It was, a, it was his that's, little face. No, You're so wrong. You I'm going to look it up. You couldn't be more wrong. They would not. They would not. They don't it even. They barely allowed. The wheels weren't moving. They barely allowed Tom Cruise to be on the No, the wheels weren't moving. Um, but I, I mean, just going back to the musical nature of this and like the stage play nature of it, I, there were scenes like that where I was like, oh, this should be a movie. And I, I get why the things like this go to the movies because it's just like the uh, but productions like this go to the movies because you can do weird things like that, like cutting and, um, a, a hand and a glove and the bicycle turning into a motorcycle. Sorry for that long-winded explanation. But I do feel like in the same way that Paddington 2 had like oh. a cardboard cutout nature to it, this 100% had the same feel. Like yeah. when they're singing in the hallway and they're doing the alphabet song, for whatever reason, I know it's, it's, it's super choreographed, but for whatever reason, I could see the hallway being pulled away. Like mm -hmm. you could see the set pieces of it, like the 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 backdrop of it and the foreground of it is like it, it felt like it was all on rollers for a lot of those scenes. And I was like, oh, this feels like I'm I'm watching it on, at the stage or on on Broadway. Yeah, <laughs> it was a very I mean, I just adored the set design and the costuming and just the the. The commitment to the look, even like the style of trucks they had. I mean, you brought it before, like, what year is it? Like, 
I don't know, <laughs> but it's, there's just a quirkiness to all the decor that gives it this otherworldliness feeling. The parents, who we haven't talked about, I mean, no one can ever hold a candle to no. the great Dane DeVito and Rhea Perlman. Which, do you guys know Dane DeVito directed the original? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I, there, I had, because we had the VHS, he, um, he uh, does like a, a little wacky um, introduction for oh, the I love movie that. at the end of it. Mm. And he was like, we made a movie for kids. We just wanted to, you know, blah, 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 blah. And that I, check, that I makes would always, if the movie would run past its runtime, I would always like watch that huh. um, at the end. I yeah. love that. Well, these two parents, they're great. Yeah. And they're, I love their costuming. Why the wasn't it house. Juno Temple as the mom? <laughs> I wanted Juno well Temple. Yeah. I, the woman who played the mom, uh, Andrea Riseborough, she... Just killed me. Every look that she made off camera, always chewing gum. Like, because your father's an idiot, any. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other favorite line that I had is just um, <laughs> when they first are introduced to Matilda, the dad goes, you mean my son is a girl? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And calls her boy the whole movie. Yeah. Until the end when he's about to leave. And Which makes it that. just so much more worse because it means he was just misgendering her the entire movie on purpose. But all right. You ready for some fun, fun facts? facts. There are not many, of course, because this is a new release. I feel like we got some fun facts uh, from that. I mean, I'll say one of the fun facts is just the director of this film uh, who is so accomplished in the theater world. I was reading about him last night. He has been the artistic director of London's The Old Vic since 2015. Huge deal in London. Um, He won Best Director, uh, I think, more than once. Let's see. Anyway, dude's a fucking G. What an upsetting, like, I feel like release yeah. of this movie. Like, you really had A-star talent through and through down to the set design. Or, I'm not down to, but, like, across the board, everybody is super talented. Everybody is an award-winning something. And then for the pandemic to happen, and now it's it's just on Netflix. It is kind of unfortunate and disappointing. And I and there's nothing out right now either. After the like after all the holiday releases, I feel like if you would have done it top of the year, this would have been huge. Great, I I I feel the same. I I also it just feels like. I we were robbed, and it was robbed. They they were robbed. Everybody involved with this was robbed. Yeah. Um, and I really do hope that this goes up um, in the same way that Wednesday has. I, I really, really do pray for that because I think that they deserve all the time. <laughs> okay. Um, so oh, this is funny because we were just talking about this. The film is set in a non-specific era and we have a mixture of cars and other products from different decades. Yes. And that was done oh. intentionally. Oh, I thought I was going to say like 70s because it felt retro for some yeah. weird reason and like. British school children's uniforms weirdly feels 70s. I don't know why. I can't explain it. Don't yeah. ask me. Oh, I did have one gripe. What? Oh, fuck. I'm so sorry. But at the end uh, where uh, the whole thing where it's just like the, the dad's like the mob is after me. Oh, that so was we so have, funny. It was very funny. It's like we all have to go. Matilda, unfortunately, you have to go with them. Yeah. They are going to hold you at ransom and yeah. get your parents back until the money is <laughs> until the money. They're gonna find out that you're the sequel of Matilda is Matilda but, versus the mob. Versus the mob. I would yeah. Watch the fuck out oh of that. Oh my god. Yeah. It's just very dark because she's just snapping people's necks yeah. with their mind. Once again, we go back to the premise of this movie. It is dark as shit. We just add the humor in the songs and dance to make it not a Terrible movie. Grown up Matilda snapping necks and taking names. Oh my god! Sign me up, Justice Girl. Um, so we talked about how great the lead is, Alicia Weir. She's fucking amazing. Irish. Oh no, kidding. Yeah. Um, she would nail her scenes after only brief discussion or few notes, and they said that most of the scenes that we see in the movie are the first or second take. Jesus Christ. She was so emotive. So good. Yeah, she's gonna be uh, big girl. She's gonna be huge, big star. She's gonna be huge. Good for her. Um, and then, I mean, hard to think about anyone else playing Miss Trunchbull other than Emma Thompson. She was so great, but originally attached to the film was Anne Hathaway. No! Wow. 
Makes sense. She loves singing. Yeah. She wants her chance to play a horrible mean lady. No, you got more years of playing a stuck up. Honestly, when woman. I saw that Emma Thompson, when I saw Mrs. Trunchbull in this movie, I was like, this is too young of a woman. Wow. <laughs> so that's like really interesting. Yeah, that they would have gone even younger. They've been younger. Yeah. But she reluctantly bailed on the project because uh, during pre production, there was still a lot of uncertainty surrounding COVID. That's fair. So that is that. Now, my dear friends. What? It- is the time for us to decide, is this film oh, a no, pleasure it's again? It's Shut really up, not. Zach. <laughs> Shut no, the fuck not. up, Zach. Yeah, please watch it. It's, yeah. It really, like, it, it means a lot to me, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're just covering yeah. that right now. I, yeah. I, he goes to therapy I, next week. He's still talking about it. I am jealous of anybody that saw this in the theater first. I'm jealous of Did it play what? in the theater? I don't think it played in the no, theater. No, no, no. I mean, in, in, on, on Broadway. Oh, oh, oh. oh the theater. The theater. Sorry, you didn't say oh, it correctly. I'm jealous of that. I'm jealous of anybody that is a, around the age of these children or the around the age of the first time I saw Matilda yeah. and watching this now. This is a it's just, thrill to grow up. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. I'm going oh my right God. back into musical theater if I was a kid. Yeah. This is one of those movies, like, every now and then you see a movie as a kid and then you go like, oh, I just thought all movies were supposed to be that good. Mm. Right. And this is one of them. It's a crowd yeah. pleaser. It's big. It's fun. It's funny. And it's fucking well. It's fucking well made, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Watch it and then send us a thank you. Hell yeah, yeah, please do. And then tell your friends to subscribe listen. to the podcast. <laughs> and then yeah. after, after you finish it, just listen to the soundtrack all the way through. On Spotify. Uh, Eric, Spotify. did you do that? I did. On the way out here. I did. <laughs> on the way over here. Kelsey, did you hear? I told you we could. We should stop. This is we'll wild. never get better than this. I don't. Th- I don't think you. I don't think you'll ever be able to yeah, stop this. Yeah, I think you'll we should n- quit. The this podcast. Was, this We're is done. insane. We're it was, done. It's insane how much. You're done. I think it could have been like a little shorter. Oh, okay. Just like a little bit shorter. All right. It's kind of like, you know, all musicals. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, a couple of fat, sad songs. Let's give me the fuck There's out There's a here. lot of songs. 26 songs. Yeah, That's a lot. Also, musical. if I never have to hear a child say, escapologist again, yeah. I'll probably yeah, be better right. off for it. Also, I mean, we don't have to do this on the pod, but um, what is it called when two different singers are um, singing the same melody but different lyrics? And it kind of comes. Uh, a duet. Oh, no, 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 no. It's um, Keith will know the name of that. It's. Yeah, that's, a reprise? No, oh, it's no. they're singing at the same time, but like, but different lyrics. Yeah, and, yeah. I didn't know there was a name. I I tried to look it up, and counterpoint came up, and I was like, I don't know if that's correct. I don't think there is a word for it. I am the musical theater stand-in when Keith leaves the room. Okay, cool. I make that rule. Let's hit us with our pleasures. It's the stuff that we're enjoying in media. And by the way, audience, hi, hello. At the end of the last episode, I asked y'all to cyberbully Crocs. Ah. Not a single person Cyber did, which makes me wonder. Bully do you Crocs. listen to the end of the episode? Oh, do you shit. like? I some people cyberbullied. Yeah, I saw enough. one. Yeah. Oh, I, they tagged me in a lot of them. Okay, well, I need you to know. I need to know, dear audience. Do you like this segment? New Year. Do you want no do you want crocs. our pleasures? Are you even listening? <laughs> are you even listening, are right you now? listening right now? Or are we just talking to ourselves? Do you not want a free orgasm? Like we're giving you gold in your ears. Because right if now. I'm just talking to myself, I will still do it, but I'll probably do it different. <laughs> yeah, I like hearing my own voice. I'll probably just do it a little different. What are you guys watching? I gotta think about it for a second. Yeah, I got nothing. Wait, oh. I've been I've been watching so much, obviously, the, the holidays. I'm not just watching it, anything. You didn't watch anything over the holidays? No. And actually, let me tell you guys while we stall. Oh, that um, one. We're at the time of the year called we're all really busy. And so for the next couple of weeks, we're probably going to be watching less guilty and more uh, things I want to watch and won't make time for otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, join absolutely. us next week when we watch Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio um, because I wanted to watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I got one. I got one. Okay, you go. Um, so this came out a while ago. And it's already made like its run and all that stuff. And I watched it a while ago and I watched it again recently. But uh, Gerard Carmichael's <gasps> Rothaniel. Uh, I just watched it again too. It is it's like so he's hosting the Emmys. Yeah, he's hosting the Golden Globes. Oh, that's what I meant. <laughs> um, What's the difference? And it was as as somebody who, who does stand up. That's what you want to get to eventually. I know that it's it's like around like oh he it, it's just him, him coming out and no. all that stuff but the way that it is done in the same way that matilda makes you feel like you're at the theater that is the closest i have seen to um how it feels to watch him live mm-hmm. on camera that is the closest i've i've seen on 
camera to an intimate setting uh, at a at a stand up show. Like can, it is. Can it, I ask you? Did it make you the the part of that special that made me so fucking nervous was when the audience like I know he when asked, started, yeah. when, but when they would just like kind of talk at a turn yeah. during he's, his silences. He's so good at that. Oh my god, it made me so nervous. I was like, these people feel so close to him right yeah. now that they feel like they can just. Speak. That's yeah. that's, and that's it's not so heckling. Like no, no, normal no, no, no. Show. genuine. They're advice. genuinely asking. Like, do you think that your parents will ever, you know, trust you again? Or it was just like very poignant questions. And, and it from. made me go. Maybe I should watch it again. You're it's, it's so yeah, good. Something it's about so like good. like a crowd deciding to speak up makes me nervous because I feel like it's an effect where multiple people will yeah. start being like, oh well, if that person said something, I could say something. And he handles it so well. If I can piggyback, I mean, just a pleasure I have in life is the great Bo Burnham who directed that special. And it, you know, the direction is part of what makes that feel so so intimate. Filming and uh, blue lights. Yeah, and there's such an art to filming concerts, filming stand-up. It's it's a very specific art form that either you're great at or (laughs) you're not. It makes me happy that those two are friends. Oh yeah, like me thinking about them being friends. I'm like, it's very cute. Um, um, yeah, but like there was, there's a couple shots of like, there's, it's, it's like a dirty frame on him mm-hmm. and it's, it's like from the angle of somebody trying to peer over somebody else's mm-hmm. head to see him mm-hmm. and he's just like bathed in blue light and he's wearing red. It's, it's just, it's just so please beautiful. for the love of God, go watch that. Watch Especially before the Emmys. Yeah. Before the Emmys. Golden Globes. <laughs> uh, the Golden Globes. Uh, okay, my pleasure. That I watched this twice while I was on break. It's called The Volcano Rescue from Wakari. And it was a beautiful doc. Y'all know I'm, I love my documentaries. And it was about the tragedy in December 9th of 2019 in New Zealand that happened when the volcano erupted. And unfortunately, lots of people passed in the volcano rupture. It was like a tourist site. And it happened right before the pandemic. So I feel like it happened and then everyone just kind of forgot about it. But this doc goes back to that story and highlights it in a way that they're, the found footage and the way that everyone has social media now and the way that everyone's using their iPhones, the way that they use this found footage was so incredible and made me go like, oh my God, that's right. Like a national uh, tragedy like that can be very intimately captured down to like the sounds of the audio that was on your iPhone when you were there. And it also highlights the true heroes of the story. And I don't want to give it away, so I won't, but it's a really, really tight, well done doc. Amazing. Volcano. Volcano. Um, this time of year, you get all of the great directors and writers making the rounds hollywood reporter and variety do um like round tables directors on directors I f- honestly i forget which one does which um they're just a delight i watched joseph kaczynski who directed top gun talking to ryan johnson fucking awesome saw a round table where daniel kwan who did everything everywhere all at once was hanging out with jordan peele and uh, uh just a, a million directors honestly too many directors and i wanted them to, there to be less so i could hear them all say more but those videos are just a delight um dive into them it's good stuff zach okay. i just realized speaking of crocs you and i both have sunflowers on our gibbets sunflower look at crocs him. give us the other shoe where is our fucking shoe give us the other shoe give us the other shoe give us the other shoe no one will answer me what give us the I other shoe there's the port system give us doesn't the write other me shoe. back their dms they, don't, they go unanswered the other shoe the designer won't write me back no one will answer me i'm at corny and all things i'm kelsey dare at all things. i'm gary Bernard on all the things and until next time give us the other shoe <laughs> <laughs>